Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. Hey, welcome back everyone. And you are? Jason, I think. And I am? Eric? <laughs> yeah, I think you're Eric. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think we know who we are. <laughs> okay, good. Now that we got that figured out. <laughs> hey, we got a we got a wonderful show today. Yes. We, we are in the spirit of uh, October. Ooh, and I ha- am pumped. I'm and, geeked. Yeah, and Halloween. Yeah. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do our list of scariest movies. Ooh, yes. I'm, I'm pretty excited. We, Eric and I have both thought about this long and hard, and we have decided to rank our favorite Halloween movies in order, in descending order, from 10 to 1. From 10 to 1. From 10 and to 1. So we yes. haven't, I'm, I keep trying to look over at your list, but we haven't shared. Uh, eyes on your shared, own work. We, eyes on your own work. <laughs> we haven't uh-huh. shared them yet. We haven't shared them yet. So we'll have to see if we agree on some of these. It's uh, if they're on our list here. I was actually just going through the treasure trove of my memory, and I'm mm. trying to think to myself, God, there have been so many great scary movies out there. Yeah, this is kind of a hard list to compile because I have so many favorite scary movies. It's like, okay, I feel like I'm being prejudicial on one end, but at the other, I'm just like, okay, any one of these could be on any list. Yeah, know. well, it's true, and and that's I did the same thing. You know, I went through and I was like, I wrote down just a ton of movies, and then I yeah. had to go through. I'm yeah. like, all right, ten. Let's see. I only can pick out 10, so I'll go, okay, what would be the, the number 10? What would be number And it's like, oh, and then yeah. I change them a few times, and I <laughs> rearrange things. But I, right. but I think I finally got the list. So who, who yes. do you think should go first? I'll let you choose. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and defer to the host of this show, so All I'm right. going to let you go. So I'm going to go first? You okay. go first. You go first. Okay. Oh, you know what? Maybe we, we'll go, uh, I'll go number 10, and you go number 10. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch back That's and good. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Do let's that. do it that way. Okay. okay. So uh, I'll start it off here. Yeah. My uh, number 10 mm-hmm. uh, scariest movie for me yeah. is uh, from 1973, mm-hmm. The Exorcist. Oh, nice. Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that is actually one of five movies that still scare the hell out of me. Really? Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I can watch them over and over again, and it still makes the hair on my body stand up. I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't. That's one of the movies. There's there's a few of them on this list, I think, but that's definitely one of them that I didn't watch till later in life. I was, I was like, I'm not thank, watching thank that. Thank God. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the where Linda Blair does the Linda spider Blair. walk down the staircase. Oh, oh that God. is so creepy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so that's my number yeah. ten. What do you got for number ten? Okay, my number ten is totally different. I went with the original Fright Night that came out in 1984 with Chris Ooh. Chris Sarandon, Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes was in it. Okay, but you remember Chris Sarandon was in it. I just mentioned Roddy McDowell was in it. And again, this is the original one, not the remake that had Colin Farrell in it a few years ago. Okay. Um, so now yeah. this is this is uh, the vampire movie, right? The, the vampire movie, right? So Chris Sarandon plays the vampire who's um, moves in next door to this teenage boy. Okay. Who suspects he's a vampire, knows he's a vampire, is trying to get everybody convinced that he knows his neighbor's a vampire. But yeah. of course, Chris Sarandon does everything in his power to make sure that no one knows or suspects that he's a vampire. Mm. And it's it's scary, but it's also funny at the same time. Because okay. I remember that that friend of his, of the kids, I don't remember who the actor who played the boy again, but mm. he had this one kid named Eddie or, or, or Money or something. I don't remember what his name was. But, Eddie Money. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, what? 
you know what he got turned into a vampire? He was cracking jokes and everything. So really, you know, I'm yeah. gonna have to. I, I kind of vaguely yeah. remember the original. I I did watch the one with Colin uh, uh, Colin Farrell Farrell in it. Yeah. Um, but this one I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch because I I cannot yes. for the life of me. I mean, I, I just remember vague, very vague pieces yeah of it, so. again chris sarandon is the main actor in, and he plays uh the vampire his name is uh the, the character's name is uh not jerry no the kid's name who suspects his neighbor for being mm. a uh vampire is jerry but so yeah chris sarandon's in it and again roddy mcdowell plays kind of the the holy man he plays the guy that helps jerry the teenage kid prove that chris sarandon really is a, vampire. a vampire and then goes hunting for him and everything yeah so it's fright night was uh, yeah i mean it's just like every halloween that's a must watch for me really okay yes. good good all right yeah okay number nine on my list is uh an oldie but a goodie mm-hmm. uh the original from 1980 friday the 13th <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, uh, and, and you'll notice with my list too, I don't know about yours, but mine, um, I, I wasn't really big into, now this is core, mm-hmm. kind of more of a slasher movie. Sure. But I wasn't really big into a, like a lot of the slasher genre, actually. I like more of the suspenseful, oh, okay. scary movie. Kind of like, that's, like the psychological drama. Yeah, kind of like the yeah. so- psychological. And I yeah. will say okay. that, you know, with, with of course, this one yeah. is more of a slasher, but the part of this movie that really got me and really messed me up was the very ending of this movie when they showed you know and the girl's out on the boat and she's like you know it's all over and this and that and all of a sudden you know here comes uh uh jason out of the water he's like ah, and he grabs her and then pulls her in that yep. freaked me out you know that, just that that just thinking about that freaks me out right yep. i get chills yeah i hear you that's that's still one of the best endings of any horror film that i've ever seen or slasher film yeah. i should say slasher genre but yeah, that 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 lasting image where she's there in Crystal the, Lake in the canoe, yeah. and then young Jason comes up out of the lake and then drags and grabs her. In. her. Yeah, yeah, just the imagery of that, you know. Right, and then yeah. it pans over to a little bit just a few minutes later where she's actually in the hospital room, and I think that's how it ends. But yeah, yeah. that was uh, such a such a scary and great ending. I hear you on that one. And then uh, that one, I think it had a young Kevin Bacon in it, right? Had, yeah, had a lot of young stars in that. Had one, Had a too. lot of young stars in it. Ke- yeah, Kevin Bacon was one of the teenagers yeah. who met his demise while having sex on a <laughs> on a cot in a cabin. Always, that's always <laughs> while you're having a good time, right? Never, hey, yeah. at least he died a happy man. If you go to a camp, never have a good time. That's the, the that's and, the lesson there, uh, children. And don't have sex on the bottom bunk either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, so that's my number nine. What about right. yours? So my number nine is still within the realm of the vampire category. I went okay. with Interview with a Vampire. Ooh, interesting Brad choice. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, yes. yeah. And uh, Kirsten Dunst. And Kirsten Dunst, that's right. When she was a little nine-year-old girl in that one, her character's name was Claudia. Yes. But it also had a great supporting cast of Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And if you remember... He Kurt, played Armand. He played Armand, yeah. That's and right. then Christian Slater was the writer who was, was interviewing the, Brad Pitt's character. That's right. He was a reporter or was a writer-reporter. Writer-reporter who was interviewing Brad Pitt about being yes. a vampire and being immortal. And obviously, this is based off the book that was written by Anne Rice. Yes. Did Can, you ever read the book? I did not read the book. I, I, tr- I did, actually. Okay. I tried reading it. I just uh, couldn't stick with it. Mm. You know, I, I felt it was a little bit goth for me. You might you read it the whole thing, so maybe you have a different opinion of no, it. No, I I, I um, did like it. I was intrigued with it. Um, I I started to get into uh, the second mm-hmm. one, the Vampire Lestat, and oh, I think yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I kind of kind of okay. fell off, yeah. you know, with the Anne Rice series. Yeah. But but I did like it. I mean, the first okay. one. But, uh, but so the, yeah, the the reason why I like this movie so much, Eric, is that it's not a typical vampire film where yeah. Uh, where the vampires just hunt you down, ripping your heads off and drinking your blood out of a water fountain. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Th- this one actually has a, a pretty solid story to it. 
And it has really great makeup effects, which were done by Stan, legendary Stan Winston, God bless mm, his soul, who passed away several years ago. But Stan Winston did the makeup effects okay. for the vampire characters in this movie. But yeah, it's just a chronicle of, in the first person, of Brad Pitt's experience as being a vampire. And it's a yeah. very solid story, while at the same time being scary, being seductive, and a little bit sexy, too. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know? that, that movie, Kirsten Dunst did the character of Claudia uh, right, because oh, right. she oh, yeah, was yeah. a little terror in that thing. And, mm-hmm. and if I remember in the book, it was it was written that way. Okay. Uh, okay. She was amazing in that. She really was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. So yeah, that's... I remember when that thing came out, You know, people had a lot of problems with Tom Cruise being the vampire Lestat, because huh. they didn't feel that he fit the character. I thought he did a pretty good job. I think that's one of Tom Cruise's best roles of all time really if you were yeah now granted tom cruise is 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 a psycho nutball in real life (laughs) but i mean he makes some wonderful movies yeah he does and if you if you put his best roles and you number them one to ten i think lestat is probably within the top ten of all time for me at least yeah it's interesting it's arguable we should do another list sometime about the top ten tom cruise that's a good that's a good topic yeah we'll we'll think about to do that yeah 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 um, okay. okay, so number eight on my list is yeah. uh, 1979. It's coming to get you from outer space. It's Alien. Okay, I do have Alien on my list, but I'm you not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. Though. Okay, all okay. Right, all right, all so right. yeah, so Alien, I, I do like that. But another one, suspenseful. Great, right? God, great film. It was great. Just the the way it was shot, great. where it was all just dark and just. I mean, you didn't know when that thing was coming out. They did a great right. job. It, it that that movie again. I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Exorcist was one of five movies that still scares the hell out of me to this day. Yes. Alien is one of those five also. Yes. And what I loved most about Alien 2 was not just um, the story, but it had that claustrophobic feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the ship that they were on, the Nostromo. Ridley Scott did a fantastic job shooting that movie with his director of photography and making it feel just like a very claustrophobic, mentally closed out film. Like where you're, you're just... That ship, the Nostromo, is almost like a mausoleum in space. Well, it, it was, and and that's, yeah. I was just going to say that they, they give you the whole feeling of of being out in space, right, and you're not right, connected right. to anything, and then you're stuck with this, you yeah. know. And and the way that the alien was, I can't remember the designer of the alien, H. R. Giger. Oh, is it? Oh H. R. man, Giger. The yep. the guy's amazing because the way that that was designed, and then and then the way that they designed the ship, and it just mm-hmm. you couldn't tell. I mean, it just blended in with the ship, and yeah, yeah, they did such an amazing job. It's just like I think there was that one scene right where you see Sorgorny we is a Sorgorny we ever coming in yeah and then all of a sudden you see right behind her drops that alien you know just down just silently right, and right. It's like I mean it just oh and man that, and that's what another reason why the cinematography is so great is because the the horror of the film it's it's psychological and it's suspenseful because you don't know when it's going to happen yeah and just when you expect it to happen it doesn't so um yeah and something else that makes this film interesting too is that alien came out uh, during a time in 1979 when science fiction was at its zenith because okay. Star Wars had already come out. Star Trek, the motion right. picture, came out in 79. Yeah. And 2001 Space Odyssey had come out too. So Ridley Scott was brilliant in merging two genres into one. So you can cast, you can classify Alien as both a great science fiction film, which it is, True. but also a great horror film, great horror film, which yeah. it is too. Space horror, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, what number eight? What do you got? Number eight, I have Stephen King's Christine, Ooh. which was directed by John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. 
yes. Now, on yes. one of our first episodes that we did, Eric, I brought, I brought up John Carpenter's Christine. Yes. And this is this is a must-watch for me as well, because for those of you who haven't seen the movie or haven't read the book, it's basically about a killer car is what it yeah, is, yeah. okay? But the car has like a seductive uh, pull on its owner, whose name is Arnie Cunningham. Cunningham. Um, who, who's no, played, re- no relation to Richie? No relation Happy to Richie, no. Okay. Yeah, so so the movie stars, um, it actually has kind of a relatively unknown cast, but it, the two main stars were a guy named John Stockwell and Keith Gordon. For those of you who don't know who John Stockwell is, okay. do you remember uh, Cougar and Merlin from Top Gun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the pilot who was Cougar? Yes. That's John Stockwell. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. John Stockwell played the lead role in it, and then Arnie Cunningham was played by a guy named Keith Gordon, who was actually in the second Jaws film. But so, ah. And the movie's basically about how Arnie sees the car, his pal John Stockwell, whose character's name is Dennis, they're driving home from school one day, and they drive by this uh, junkyard, and they see Christine out there. Yeah. And right away, Keith Gordon is just smitten with it. He says, pull over, pull over. I got to see this car. And well, I can't remember what kind of car it was. A, uh, what was the car? I want to say it was a 57 Chevy Bel Air. but I it, don't think it was a Bel Air. I don't though. think it was a Bel Air either now that I think about it. It yeah. might have been I'll, something else. Go, go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah. But at any rate, so yeah, the car takes possession of Keith Gordon's soul, and it, it's basically a killer car. But it's... It's one of John Carpenter's best films. Uh, it's there's nothing flashy about it. There's nothing really uh, exotic or great about it. But it's just a really good, fun horror film that I like. And of course, it has, you know, some cheesy lines in it. But again, it's a it's a really good John Carpenter film, and that's why it made number eight on my list. Yeah, that uh, it was a 1958 Plymouth. A Plymouth. Thank you. Yeah. Very much. So yeah, Thank I do remember. And then that's the thing. Now the car was all when I remember when they do from the movie they do yeah. see it. It's all beat up and wrecked, and then it it magically starts to repair itself. And right? Harry Dean Stanton is in it. He plays this highway inspector. Harry Dean Stanton was also in Alien. He played Brett in uh, Alien. Connection. Connection there. <laughs> Whoa, see what I did there? Yeah, very cool, very cool. <laughs> yep, so yeah, that number eight on my list, Stephen yeah. King's Christine. Yeah, that, that car, one, one of the most, yeah. and we have to do movie cars. Yeah, uh, I think right? we did TV cars, right? We, we did, So we have yeah. to do movie cars, and I'm sure that's going to be on the list as well. Very the best, soon, folks. Stay tuned, movie car, stay tuned yeah. for more Pardon the Intermission. Okay, so number seven on my list is going to be the classic from 1960. Mm-hmm. With the shower scene, it's psycho. That's on my list, also. Is it okay? Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. Is. So you see, I'm going for suspense here. So right, yes, right. Uh, psycho uh, was an amazing film. Yes, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I mean, also, you know, the birds, ah, the birds would be there too, suspenseful. But I, I still think Psycho is is definitely the. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, takes the cake on that. It does. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of the most suspenseful, scary movies. Yeah. You didn't know at the time whether it was that his mom, was that him, what was going on, what the heck. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, yes. Al- Alfred Hitchcock is one of the main reasons why I fell in love with films so much. I watched mm. a lot of his films when I was young, and a lot of the ones that aren't even as scary as Psycho, like The Man the Man Who Knew Too Much and... Rear Window. Rear Window, North by Northwest. Yeah. Uh, uh, dial M for murder, but Psycho is... Uh, what's the one? Uh, 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 Vertigo? Vertigo, a great one. Yeah. And then he, there was also, um, even though it wasn't considered one of his best ones, I actually like Marnie with Sean Connery and Tippi Hedren. 
mm. uh, who was in the birds. But um, what, what was the one he did? Uh, wasn't there one he did uh, about the uh, the guy who uh, might have killed his wife and then he gets remarried? And uh, was that him? I'm trying mm, to think of that was um, maybe that wasn't him. Sorry, to get yeah, you but, off track. but at any rate, no. But yeah, Psycho. Yeah, Psycho is. Uh, it, hey, it's one of the top 100 movies ever made. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he was amazing. I mean, he was he was completely amazing with what he could do with film. The way yeah. that he could he could film suspense. That's what it was. Yep. Is that he was yep. really one of the first, I think, that could film suspense in a way to keep the audience mm-hmm. uh, involved. Uh, he kind of reminds me. I mean, he had a little bit different style, of course, than than Kubrick did. But he he yeah. reminds me. He Kubrick was very good at that too, of using different camera techniques and angles and music and the whole thing to really. Right kind of throw you off as, as an audience right. member that you know and 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 that and it really built the suspense for the moment you know yeah. so yeah he was truly uh truly amazing in that mm-hmm. um so anyway that was num- my number seven so okay. what about you what do you got my number seven is one of my favorite films of all time it's called the sixth sense Ooh, Bruce interesting Willis, that's Haley. really suspenseful well and it, it is but it, to me it's a lot like actually it's kind of a lot like psycho in some ways, where it's more of a psychological suspense thriller slash scary movie. Yes. And M. Night Shyamalan was actually directly influenced by the works of Alfred Hitchcock. Really, really? Did he state that in the... In several interviews he has given, he said he credits Alfred Hitchcock for being one of the main um, driving forces in him deciding to become a filmmaker. Hmm. Uh, And this was the first big movie that M. Night Shyamalan came out with, was The Sixth Sense. Yeah. And it's a perfectly crafted story, has one of the best endings in movie history. Yeah. The, you know, that for the last five to six minutes where Bruce Willis's character finally realizes that he's actually dead. Yeah, yeah. It's actually him. God, what a great ending. But yes, yeah. it, and it's a movie that it's completely story-driven, but the story just reaches out and grabs you within the first 10 to 15 minutes of the film. Mm. And it's just, it's well-written, well-acted. Bruce Willis, I, I don't know if he was nominated for an Oscar for this, but Haley Joel Osment, I think, was. Uh, but, it, yeah, just a great, suspenseful, scary movie that doesn't go too far over the top. I love and, it. And, and it's one of those movies, I mean, you wouldn't, I don't think you would put it in the classic, you know, when you think of scary movies, maybe you wouldn't put it in the class, classic scary genre, right? Not, and not so that, that's interesting yeah. that you'd pull that in, and it is very suspenseful. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting choice, very good choice. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Okay, so number six on mine is... Uh, Jaws from 1975. You know, Jaws, uh, it's funny. I heard somebody talk about this, and it is so true. Jaws, when it came out, it's one of the movies that I think for most people... Started the blockbuster era. Did it, really? Well, started the era of blockbuster films, yeah. Mm, That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jaws. When Jaws came out and people watched it, I didn't. I didn't watch it in the theater originally. Uh, but uh, you know, when I think anybody who has watched this movie, especially as a young person, young oh, kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. will <laughs> never look at the ocean or even any body of water the same. They'll never look at it. I mean, Spielberg has ruined any type of water. <laughs> 
for yes. a lot of people. I will not even, even in pools. Even I in will. Pools. I will not even stick my toe in a bathtub because that's how scared <laughs> of the water I am. God damn it! <laughs> it is. It is. Yes, Jaws. I mean, you know, it's funny because when you when you watch the making of Jaws, you see how much trouble they really had with the mechanical shark and how it looked right. kind of fake and Bruce. and and you get all this stuff. You know, you see all this stuff. But I mean, the way they did the movie, the way he shot it, and and everything else, it was amazing. It, you know, it really did affect you, mm-hmm. just to take the movie as as it was. I mean, I even though yeah, the shark maybe in the end did kind of look a little silly. I still, you know, you still already were had a you know pre you had the 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 pre scare was already there from just seeing right. the fin in the water and the and, and, you know, that, and everything and that, else. And that score by John Williams is oh, legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a classic to me. Yep. That was Jaws. Your number six is my number six is uh, another corny but really good, solid, scary film. is called The Monster Squad. I, you, you know, I Monster, Monster Squad. Monster Squad? I, I don't know if I've seen <laughs> that one. Okay, so so this movie starred a young kid actor at the time by the name of Andre Gower, who has a group of friends, and they realize that Count Dracula has moved into their neighborhood and is looking... Another one, another neighbor, another vampire neighbor. Sorry, I didn't do that intentionally. (laughs) But Dracula is looking for an amulet that will make him... um, that will make him a daywalker. Okay. And they're trying to basically send him back to uh, a demon dimension or something like that. The movie starts off with legendary Dracula hunter Van Helsing trying to kill him and they get warped into a time loop or something like mm. that but yeah it's um and it's a bunch of kids right they're trying to kids. fight off the yeah i mean i kind of vaguely remember it now so yeah it's a bunch of kids trying to fight off all these monsters right it's one, it's one of its most famous lines is kick him in the nards oh that's right that's right wolfman, so wolfman. has nards yeah that's right yeah, that's right i remember that? that yeah i do remember that so now. Okay. monster squad it's a fun it's a fun movie it, it's a fun scary movie because yeah. there are some scary moments in it but at the same time there's also some tender-hearted moments in it too yeah so yeah. it doesn't have a lot it doesn't have like vampire ripping your head off your your throat and not, not a lot of blood and gore so it's, it's a good right. family movie probably right exactly you it, yeah. yeah you could watch this one with some adolescent kids and it would be appropriate for yeah them, yeah i would think but i went with monster squad number six good choice yeah i forgot about that movie that yeah. that, that brought that back off to watch that one now <laughs> right for this halloween season right uh number five on my list is of course scream Oh my gosh! Yes, Ghostface. Yes. Uh, you know when, the, when it came out, um, it I, uh, Wes Craven really brought back mm-hmm. the the slasher genre. I think at that point everybody thought it was kind of a joke, and what he did with this movie was truly amazing because he kind of poked fun at it and at the same time made it made it real again. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely I definitely like Scream. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I I like it too. And Wes Craven, um, one of the one of the masters of horror filmmaking, and I thought actually was kind of clever crafting a horror film that was really geared towards the specific. Well, and it was geared towards the specific generation, you know, mm. for kids that were born in the in the late eighties, early to mid nineties, who were starting to get into their teenage years a little bit. There, it was geared more towards them. 
But I mean, he he did the same thing with the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Well, and you got to figure too at that at that point what you're talking about that generation at that yeah. point. It's funny because in, in the film, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what's his face. Uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's character's name. But anyway, he's going through the list. Okay, in the in the scary movie, this is the part that this. Oh, happens. This is Jamie the part Kennedy. That, Jamie Kennedy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so he's going through that. But what you had is you had a generation of kids that grew up on watching Friday the Thirteenth, watching yep. all these scary movies right on here. TV. Right. So right, and then right. it kind of became a joke, you know, because they did cut yeah. a lot of the scary parts out of it because they had to be for TV. Hello, Sydney. And, and at the same time, you know, they uh, it, it it was just like I said, it was kind of a dead genre and it was kind of a joke, you know, and this and that. So he kind of brought that back out, like you said, for that generation, right, right. and and he hit it. I mean, right the nail right on the head with whatever that, happened so. to Skeet Ulrich? He was in that movie, man. Uh, Skeet Ulrich. He was in a. He was in Scooby. He was uh, played. Uh, what's his name in Scooby Doo? You're thinking Matthew Lillard. He was uh, oh. Shag, Shaggy. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Then he he played in a movie or two. I think after that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. It seems like he just kind of fell off the face. He of the did earth, kind of man. fall off. Yeah, I don't right? know what happened to him. I don't know. He was supposed to be like the next Johnny Depp. I think. Yeah, he looks like Johnny Depp a little kinda, bit. Kinda. Yeah. Back in the day. But so, uh, anyway, so okay, so yeah. uh, no, your number five is another vampire film. <laughs> you sorry. love these vampires, I don't do, you? but this one is quintessential cult classic. It is The Lost Boys, directed oh, by directed yeah, by yeah, Joel yeah. Schumacher, and of course it has Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, Corey Feldman, uh, Edward Herman is in it, and if you remember a guy by the name of Alex and Winter, Corey, what was the other Corey? Corey Feldman and Corey. Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Corey Haim, yes, right. Tragically lost his life a few years ago uh, to a drug overdose. Yes, but it also has Alex Winter, who you probably know from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure fame. Who was the girl in that? The girl was um, her name was Jamie Gertz. She was Jamie in tw- Gertz. She I was in I can't... Twister with Bill Pullman. That's right. Or not Bill Pullman, right. uh, Bill Paxton. I'm Bill sorry. Paxton yeah. and uh, uh, what's and her uh, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. But yeah, um, yeah Jamie Curtis. I, I was yeah. going to say she. I always got her confused with Phoebe Cates. Right. I can see why. Yeah, yeah. They're both hot. They both. <laughs> well, they, they have a similar look. But, right. But, but yeah, that's right. Jamie Gertz, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love the Lost Boys because now this is a cla- this is a 180 from Interview with the Vampire. Mm. It is pure. Oh yeah. Pure blood and gore. It's pure... Pure testosterone. Pure testosterone-driven teenage vampires. Filmed in Santa Cruz. Filmed in Santa Cruz. That yeah, is Santa correct. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, yeah. It made the Beach Boardwalk famous. Yep. And yeah, it's just... Made it look a lot better, I think, than, than I think what it, it did back then. I think it did, too, yeah. But one of my favorite scenes in that movie is where... Um, it's actually towards the end when their grandfather... When they're fighting... Jay, uh, Kiefer and his vampire pals. Mm. Uh, the grandfather rams his truck through his house with the horn going and then rams Kiefer Sutherland and shoves him into the back of a of a, a pair of antlers on a oh yeah on a model uh, uh, deer or something like that. But did that freak you out to find out that the uh, boyfriend of the mom was the, like the lead vampire? It did. That was yeah. just like creepy at the time. I'm like, no way did I suspect no, that old yeah, guy being yeah. a vampire. Plot twist. Plot twist. Major plot twist. Yeah. Man. But yeah, but so yeah, Lost Boys number uh, number, number five. five. Okay, so my number four uh, is another Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Came out in 1980. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody knows Nightmare on Elm Street. Come on, it's classic, Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp. Speaking of Johnny Depp, he was in that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just you know that that movie is uh, it. It was just scary. I remember just watching it as a kid. You know, we're all sitting around uh, nope. getting you know not wanting to go to sleep ever. Yep. So yeah. Incidentally, 
That's number four on my list. Is it really? It oh, is. Oh, man. Look here. I'll, I'll allow oh, you to no, look. I see it. I thing. see it. There it is. Yeah. Hey, great minds. What right? can we great say? Minds. Right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That, that scene, Eric, where... Johnny Depp gets dragged down into the bed, and then mm, all you see is that pool of the blood, blood that coming shoots up, up to the shoot, ceiling. Yeah. That's still one of the scariest scenes in in, in movie history, in my yeah. book. I mean, it, it's it creepy, creepy, creepy. And you know what? I actually had, I actually had the gall, the unmitigated gall, to watch the remake with Jackie Earl Haley just to see what the remake would be like. Hmm. The original still. Still holds still, up. Still, still holds up. Kicks still holds butt. up after all these years. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I saw an interview a long, long time ago about uh, Wes Craven was doing, and he was talking about how these films come to him, and, and it's funny that this movie is about dreams, and he said he would dream these movies. He would literally have a dream, wake up, and have to write everything down. You know, So can you imagine? I mean, what kind of a nightmares was this guy having to have uh, uh, these kind of dreams? Did he also do Hellraiser? Uh, he did do Hellraiser, yeah. Yeah, West so Craven can you imagine Hellraiser. the kind of twisted mind? <laughs> and he seemed like such a nice, just normal guy, and he's having these crazy dreams, you know, but hey, when I, when created I first, a career for Yeah, him. when I first saw Pinhead from Hellraiser, I'm like, this guy's not Pinhead, he's just having a major case of acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. You know, and I think they didn't they didn't call him Pinhead till the second movie. Right, correct. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. called Pinhead till they the second movie. They didn't have a film. name for him. And, okay, right. so... Okay, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, you both got that. Um, yeah. Number three on my list, uh, the classic Kubrick, yeah. The Shining. Oh my God, God, yeah. that's oh, such a that. Film. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I got to say these last three. I will, I will put this little. Uh, uh, um, uh, what am I looking for here? Little um, mm-hmm. disclaimer. Sorry, disclaimer yeah. on these. The last three, they could all be my number one. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, but I had to do them in an order. So The Shining. I don't know what, you know, there's really not much you can say about it. Everybody knows about it. Kubrick's a genius. Mm-hmm. Like I said, what he did uh, with that movie. Um, I'm sorry, Stephen King, but he took his story and, and ramped it up, you know, yes, times did. 10 yes, and made it something else. I still remember as a kid, I think I was watching, I was at the drive-in and I was watching, it could have been Indiana Jones, could have been something else, I can't remember. But as I was watching, I looked over at the other screen and it was that, The Shining was playing and it was that scene where the blood comes out of the elevator. You know, oh, and as a God. kid, I was like, what is going on over right. there? You know, that, you know, I mean, it freaked me out just to see that I had no sound. <laughs> right. All I saw on this big drive-in theater screen was that, that, that scene where the blood was coming in red rum red yeah. rum and then i almost couldn't take yeah. my eyes off the off that screen the rest of you know i was trying to figure out what the heck is going on in that movie over there and i wasn't watching the one right and then of course there's one of the penultimate scenes in movie history here's johnny oh yeah yeah so <laughs> Cla- yeah classic nicholson. jack nicholson shelly duvall uh scatman, Scat- scatman crothers yeah scatman crothers yep uh amazing truly amazing so yeah. I mean, number three what do you got Okay, number three on my list is Friday the 13th. Oh, okay, there we go. You said, yeah, 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 you mentioned This was uh, the first movie that got me into the slasher film genre, Mm. and it actually is, it's held up well over time. And it's amazing because, obviously, Jason Voorhees isn't the killer in this film. The killer is his mom, which we, we I think we talked about before. On. How in, in a previous yeah. uh, uh, podcast, how it's funny that the mom, yeah. you know, it's like Jason is this big looming character, right? Mm-hmm. When you do see him around camp, and then all of a sudden, oh, right. the mom's right. a killer, but she's this little yeah. thing. How did that work? I don't yeah, know. but I mean, look, yeah, the, the, this movie is exactly what it is. It's a slasher flick. It's meant to be a lot of fun. It's not an award winner, but it's still, it's still one of the best. And yeah, uh, it's on AMC's Fear Fest every time this year. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, and and that's the thing, you know, some of those movies and a lot of these movies uh, like Friday 13th uh, were independent movies. 
Yes, that's you know right. they were just mm-hmm. kind of made. They weren't really expected. They were just to do great things. They were just like, hey, let's just try to get this made. And you know, they were budget. Yeah, they were on know, a shoestring budget. Huh? Shoestring budget. Let's yeah, just yeah. do it. And some of the young actors, of course, became you know bigger, well-known actors. But at the time, they're just looking for jobs. Yeah, it, yeah. It, everything just kind of came together on some of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, you know, and it becomes a, a classic. Uh, not you know, not even just a cult classic, a classic. Well, yeah, you know, I remember watching the behind the scenes uh, on the Blu-ray edition of the Friday the Thirteenth movie, and uh-huh. this movie was so poorly conceived in terms of how it was organized and how it was planned that the screenwriter was literally writing different versions of the script while they were shooting on set <laughs> for the next day. So wow, they would yeah. go and shoot one collection of scenes, and then he would literally have the scene, the the script written for the next day's scenes like hours before like minutes before they would finish their mm. shooting day and that because that just i mean that was just like holy well moly, you know in, in a way that that can actually be better though and now i know that it causes a lot of stress at the time and a lot of pain mm-hmm. right but you know in yeah. a way that can be a lot better because sometimes when you've got a, a script laid out listen we're, we both kind of been in uh <laughs> the industry in some capacity or the other right yeah, so yeah. So yeah. uh, I'm not saying we're. I'm just saying locally where we are uh, live. Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, um, what what can happen too is that you know if you just follow a script blindly and sometimes you do these shots out of sequence and you go yeah. back to edit it, put it together. It's like wait, that doesn't fit. That doesn't work. That's where you get all these reshoots right, and all this right. kind of stuff right. that creeps in. But if you're literally just doing on a fly, just do scene. I don't know if they shot scene by scene. But if they're like, okay, we got to change this and you know we got to okay next thing. Oh, oh, that doesn't work. We got to go back and you know that can actually create a better movie. I think in some ways you yeah. know um, yeah. just because you it, it's more in sequence and, and, it, and it makes mm-hmm. more sense as it goes along yeah so anyway and and speaking of of independent movies number two on my list is yeah. halloween oh, dun, dun, 1978 dun, 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 yeah yep. michael myers michael myers the william shatner mask <laughs> yeah yeah i mean what can you say that movie i mean still creeps me out I, I haven't watched now this as, as a recording of this podcast mm-hmm. ends Halloween ends or whatever it's called is come is out right oh, okay yes you're and right. I haven't watched it yet and that's supposed to be the last the final one in the chapter and I'm gonna see that allegedly allegedly we'll yeah. see yeah ends again waiting for part ends yeah. part two what I loved about this movie Eric is that Haddonfield Illinois is actually a really nice residential area in Pasadena California. That's where mm. they shot. Oh, yeah, they shot it in Pasadena, yeah. yeah. And also, this was the first horror film I can recall seeing where the slasher comes out in the middle of broad daylight. Mm, interesting. Well, when you think about it, the fr- in the Friday the 13th movies, Jason... It's all while, at night. While there, all, while there are some scenes where you get glimpses of him during the daytime, most mm. of the killing takes place at night. Yeah. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. But this one, Michael Myers... We first get a glimpse of him during broad daylight, so it's like they didn't wait for the setting to introduce uh, the the scary character. Yeah, John true. Carpenter just said, "Hey, let's well, just see this guy now. Who cares if it's dark or light?" But it, <laughs> but know? it fits in the movie because it's Halloween time, so you expect yeah. people to yeah. be dressed up, right? It's exactly. not like it's not like you see. It, it's funny because when they shot it, and they probably did it too, because this wasn't another independent movie, like we said, and and yep. and they were doing it shoestring budget. They were doing yeah. seat of their pants. And probably, you know, back then, they really couldn't shoot night scenes very well. Sometimes in the movies, you'd get those crappy filters where it'd be in the middle right, of the day, right, but they right. have this weird, like, bluish, reddish glow, like it's supposed to be nighttime, almost purplish, and it's like... Right, right. So, so maybe that's why, you know, 
John was just like, hey, you know what? Forget it. Let's just show them in the day because we can't light it at night. You know, they don't have the budget. And so maybe that's that lent to the reason Possibly. why he yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, also, another, you know, John Carpenter did the movie or did the music for this movie. Um, another one where he said he's talking about he's just sitting there and they're trying to come up. How are we going to do? And he's going, boop, 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 boop. You know, literally on a keyboard, he just came out with these, with you know, hitting the, the keys. Yeah. And that's how the theme song came about for how this cool. movie. So, yeah, cool. I mean, I love independent films and especially, you know, I mean, this one is just, it, it all came together and, and it can really do some, some cool stuff. I mean, that closet scene when she's in the closet and oh, he's right. reaching in and I mean, that is, yeah, I yeah. mean, it gives me the chills right now just talking about it. You yeah. Know, I, so. Well, I like the scene where he uh, strangles that one guy in the station wagon in the garage. Oh gets yeah, yeah. By surprise or yeah. the, the girl, the she, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She goes in the garage and, uh, she's trying to run away from him, and then she gets in the car, locks the door, thinks she's safe. Yay, I'm good. But then, lo and behold, Michael Myers is waiting in the back seat. <laughs> Creep, but he doesn't do it instantaneously. He like creeps up ever so slightly, and then grabs her, and then you know, well, you know, and and the other thing about knife or and the other thing about his character, right, is now you had the doctor. Uh, oh, what was the name of the actor that uh, played the doctor? I the can't legendary remember. Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant. There you go. Yes. Um, now he did give, you know, he did give the uh, was setting 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 up the character right and giving the supposition mm-hmm. oh this is where he came from this yeah. is what's going on this <clears throat> but yeah. you but with him i mean same thing with jason and a lot of these characters but with him you just you know you didn't know it's like he seemed like he had this amazing strength you didn't know where this guy was he a demon was he from right. hell was he a normal person you had no idea yep. but the, some of the things he did mm-hmm. in the movie it seemed like he had super strength and it, that's why it kept you guessing and that was yeah. that that's the other uneasy part of that because you didn't know where he really came what is this thing right yep yeah Yeah. exactly so so awesome okay your number two my number two is the aforementioned psycho okay psycho there you go yeah 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 i went with that's way up on your list too huh it is yeah yeah it's a good one it is it's a great one um it's on my list of top 10 favorite movies of all time Mm. but yeah yeah i uh, I still, it's one of those films, Eric, where I can watch like 10, 15, 20 times and still not get bored with it. Well, you still catch new things every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like knowing that the blood in the infamous shower scene was actually chocolate syrup. Oh, oh, you know? interesting. I didn't, know, didn't that. know that. No, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, well, because the movie shot in black and white. Yeah, it can. Al- it Alfred can Hitchcock be. was able to use chocolate syrup <laughs> as blood, knowing that you wouldn't be able to see the true that color of it. That is amazing. So yeah, that shower scene was was chocolate syrup. Yeah. And that shower scene is one of the greatest cinematic shots in movie history because it's done methodically. It's done at certain angles where you don't see a lot but you still psychologically know what's happening I, I think too when it was shot I don't I don't I think it was shot at is I mean it was different times and it was editing edited mm-hmm. together right so yeah literally when you see which actually wasn't Norman Bates it wasn't it wasn't uh, what, what's his character's name um, I mean what, what's the actor's name sorry Tony Perkins Anthony Tony Perkins. Perkins it wasn't yeah. it wasn't him in the uh, it wasn't him in the wig and stuff it was just a, a, a stand in yeah. that was doing that like you said it was dark you couldn't see anyway yeah, yeah. and then and then uh, uh, when he's when he's when he's stabbing the girl she's not really there I mean you know she's not really there it's like the way they put those shots together mm-hmm. you know they kind of edited them yep. so it wasn't like all one take where you <laughs> yeah. know you literally yeah so mm-hmm. it, it that that was a truly brilliant uh, movie that was a truly amazing scene yeah I mean it's, it's famous everybody 
same thing with Jaws. I mean, it made you, as far as taking a shower, you're taking it with your eyes open. Even if you had soap in there, you didn't care. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to close my eyes. And I, I, do not, I do not have a shower curtain in my shower because of Psycho. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so here we are. Number one, I know we're running a little long today, folks. And thanks It's for, worth it. Thanks for sticking with us because, yeah, right. this is, this is, we're so excited it's about this. It's worth it. My number one uh, movie, scary movie of all time, the yes. original from 1968, black and white, Night of the Living oh, Dead. Oh, you did not go the George Romero route. Yes. Oh, okay. That, but hey, great choice. It, it, is, it is one of the, I will tell you, this movie, I remember, I did not see, I saw, I'm going to say how scary this movie was to me. I was uh, a young person. And I was watching it in the middle of the day, and I was still, I mean, the light, the middle of the day, the sun's out, and I'm watching this old black and white movie, first time I'm watching it as a kid, and this yeah. freaked me out. And, and yeah, I still, I mean, just the scene where I remember, I can't remember who it was in the, in the basement right now, but they were getting, the thing comes in the basement and gets her, like, stabbing her with the, uh, right. the little mortar scraper thing, you know, right. they, uh, oh, man. The zombie, you know, I, I'm not a big zombie guy. I'm not a big zombie movie guy. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. this one, I, I, the way they did it, another another independent film, and also, and just the way they did it, where they didn't have to explain the backstory, like, oh, well, the zombies. <laughs> right. I mean, they kind of explained right. it, something like a meteorite came down, things are going haywire, mm-hmm. that's all you need to know, and these things are coming to life, you know? And yeah, it was, you know... Just on the yep. hill, just in, I think they're in the cemetery, right? In the very beginning. The very and, beginning and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like that, that ominous, you know, body is way over there just standing there. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I mean, how it starts off in the couple, you know, is like, what, what's, you know, and then, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Truly yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is. That leads into my number one, yes. which is Alien. 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 Ridley no. Scott's number one. Ridley Scott's number one. We've already talked a lot about Alien, but I will say that this one for me was a tie in a way, because there was mm. another great movie that I saw, a classic B role, a classic B movie called Them. Came out in the early 50s. It's about these giant mutated killer ants in the New oh, Mexico desert. Interesting. Okay. What's even better about it is it actually has a very good cast in it. James Arness Ooh, is okay. in it. You know who James Arness is? Yeah. Edmund Gwynn is in it. He, of course, played Santa Claus and Miracle on 34th Street, mm. among other films. Um, James Whitmore is in it. If you don't know who James Whitmore is, do you remember Brooks Hadlin from the Shawshank Redemption, the librarian? Oh, no, not offhand. Yeah, not offhand. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. A young James Whitmore is in it. That name sounds familiar, though. I know once I see him, I'll be like, oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. But so so while Alien is one for me on this list, it's also a tie with them because Mm. this is a classic B movie, a great, came out in 1954 or 1955. And it's, again, about these killer ants, these giant mutated killer ants that were actually created as a result of all the nuclear weapons testing that took place out near White Sands, New Mexico. Yes. Yeah. And so they start off by ravaging and rampaging the New Mexico desert, and then they eventually flock and migrate to Los Angeles, where they go down into all these tunnels underneath the L.A. River, and they... They call in the National Guard to wipe them out, but it's just just a classic rollicking, good old fashioned. And, and the the ants are they look so terribly done, but yet it's brilliant at the same huh. time. I'm gonna have to watch this one. I'm gonna I, have to watch. I this. have it on disc. I'll be more than happy to let oh, you borrow awesome. it because yeah, you can't stream it. it. But while Alien is one on my list, it's a close tie with that and them. And I love them. Okay. Them. them. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, you know what? We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to. We're actually running quite a bit over time. 
I tell you what I want to do though. I want to yeah, go through yeah. some real quick. Go through th- through some movies that oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 let's do it. Did not make the list, but let's just go through them real quick. Yeah sure. Uh, we will go. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Number one that didn't make the list. Yep. It. The original. Oh yeah, Tim Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah God, the original yeah. Pennywise the clown. Yeah, Pennywise. Yeah. Okay. It. Uh, number two, Blair Witch. Blair Witch Project, solid. Another yeah. independent film. That was another yes. independent, and I'll t- I remember, I still remember the hype for that movie coming out, and nobody knew at first. It would lo- it looked like such a documentary. Nobody even knew, and they did such mm-hmm. a great job. Now it's not that the movie. Once you know what it is, right. it's not that the movie is that great because you already know. But at yeah. the time, that was how they uh, marketed it is a documentary. So yep. I mean, nobody knew, and that's what made it made it great and kind of scary at the end of it when that when they're in that that one uh, girl's in the corner i think it's a girl mm-hmm. or the boy i can't remember and they find him and and they're just in the corner oh it's it's uh right right really good really good okay yep. next one the fly oh i would say okay no wait are we talking about the original one or the I, one, the david cronenberg one no i think i think the david Cronenberg. i think they're both they're both good vincent price was the original one yes correct and then this one was uh what's his name um uh, why can I not think of his name? The actor's name from Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, they're both good. They're both good. My favorite line is that I always love saying that when he goes, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, when he's like tearing his face off, he's like, I'm not getting worse. I'm getting better. You know. And, and you like, know you love that sex scene with Gina Davis on the couch. You know, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, watch that again. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, another one now, Zombie, 28 Days Later. Okay, the solid original, film. the yeah. original. Now is that now that's the one with the Ving Rhames, right? Or that was is... a tw- 2002 version. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Uh, another classic, uh, 1968, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Oh, holy hell! Oh my god! Yeah, that was that's a scary one. That's too. a scary one. Yeah. yeah. Um, from 1984, Children of the Corn. Okay, Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go with 2001, uh, The Others. Solid film, Nicole Kidman. That that right. one was really good, and and it wasn't like you know scary blood and gore, but another suspenseful. Yeah, and you know what, Eric? That one kind of came out almost. Um, it almost coincided with the release of The Sixth Sense, mm, if I remember correctly. Interesting, because yeah. I remember that this one when it came out a little bit after it came out before The Sixth Sense, okay. but they were both like uh, neck and neck in terms of release dates. And Sixth Sense always got more of the hype because of the type of story it is. But The Others is a quality film too. Yeah. Quality yeah. film. Can't go wrong with that Definitely. one. Um, from 1976, uh, mm-hmm. Sissy Spacek in Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Oh, Carrie's classic. Yeah. yeah. Got to have Carrie on the list. That's good. And then the last one that I, that I brought down here, I don't know if you've ever seen this one from 1981. It's called My Bloody Valentine. I have not seen You have My not Bloody seen that Valentine. one? So this one, I think they did a remake of it, but uh, th- this story takes place in a mining town. And what's, of course, what goes on, it's more of like, a, it's because it's My Bloody Valentine. It's more of a Valentine's movie, but yeah, but still okay. it's a scary, could be a scary Halloween movie. So basically what happens is it takes place in a mining town. A bunch of teenagers are getting together to uh, uh, have a party in the old mine, right? Yes. And of course, they're partying. It's kind of like Friday the Thirteenth, but it's in a mine shaft, right? So okay. as they're having a party, then all of a sudden, this this uh, you know uh, very uh, ominous uh, miner is taking right. all the teenagers out. You know, so I still remember watching. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You know. So anyway, it sounds crazy. Anyway, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any anything else? Any other movies you want to bring up real quick that uh, that were not on our list? Um, in terms, oh boy, uh, let's see. There was one that actually I was just thinking of, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh yes, yes. You, 
talked about Vincent Price. Oh. The House on Haunted House, Hill. House on Haunted Hill, House yes. on Haunted Hill. One yes. of the best Vincent Price films yeah, ever. And true, then also, true. I also want to throw a quick shout out there, too, to Christopher Lee and then one of the Hammer horror films. He was Dracula mm. in one of the Hammer horror films. Uh, it was Count Drac- Dracula or the Blood of Dracula, something like that. But anyway... Um, so yeah, House on Haunted Hill, Vincent Price, got to throw that on the list. No, you know we didn't, and and we didn't throw a lot of the classics. I mean, you got Dracula, you got Bride so of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, all those old good ones, Werewolf, right. Invisible Man, The Mummy, The Mummy. Yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah. a lot of good classic ones out there. Yeah. You know, the, the, I would say the number one probably classic would be uh, Nosferatu. Not the okay. uh, not the remake, the original, the original, not the remake with not uh, Shadow of Defoe, the Vampire, not Shadow of the Vampire with yeah. Defoe, but gotcha. the original, original okay. Nosferatu. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, you know, I did watch that because it's a silent movie, and mm-hmm. it is very creepy uh, to watch that thing. You're like, what the heck is going on here? Nosferatu reminds me of our stepfather-in-law in a way. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. So it, it it that is a very very creepy movie. But uh, uh, anyway, hey guys, uh, guess we what? are. Way out of time. We are way out of time. <laughs> but it was worth it and fun. Yes, 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 definitely worth it. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and I hope you uh, enjoy watching some of these scary movies uh, for the Halloween season. Right. And speaking of that, if you guys want us to talk about any of these movies or something else, let us know. Leave a comment, like us, and uh, hey. Leave a review. It helps yeah. the show out. We really appreciate it. So anyway, right. hey, you guys take care. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. On the flip side. Bye, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.